Good evening. Welcome back to the We the People podcast. Hope you guys are uh, enjoying the week so far now that we're in uh, the night of hump day. But uh, we got some interesting stuff for you today. Uh, a couple of things. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and go into the Constitution of the United States. Um, we're going to go ahead and go Article 3. Sections 1 and 2. Well, we'll go ahead and do all three, actually. There's just three sections to uh, this. So, yeah, we'll go ahead and do that. So, this is Article 3. Section 1 says, The judicial power of the United States shall be vested in one Supreme Court, and in such inferior courts as the Congress may from time to time ordain and establish the judges... Both of the supreme and the inferior courts shall hold their offices during good behavior and shall at time at stated times receive for their services a compensation which shall not be diminished during their continuance in office. Section two The judicial power shall extend to all cases in law and equity arising under the under this constitution the laws of the united states and treaties made or which shall be made under their authority to all cases affecting ambassadors other uh, public uh, ministries and councils to all cases of admiralty and maritime jurisdictions, to controversies to which the United States shall be a a party, to controversies between two or more states, between a state and and citizens of another state, between citizens of of different states, between citizens of the same state, claiming lands under grants of different states, and between a state, or the citizens thereof, and foreign states, citizens or subjects, in all cases affecting ambassadors or other public ministers and councils, and those in which a state shall be part. The Supreme Court shall have original jurisdiction in all the other cases before mentioned. The Supreme Court shall have appellate jurisdiction, both as to law and fact. With such exceptions, and under such regulations as the Congress shall make, the trial of of all criminals, except in cases of impeachment, shall be by jury, and such trial shall be held in the state where the said crime shall have been committed. But when not committed within any state, the trial shall be at such place or places as the Congress by may by law have directed. Section 3. Treason against the United States shall consist only in levying war against them, or in adhering to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort. No person shall be convicted of treason unless on the testimony of two witnesses to the same overt act or on confession in open court 
the Congress shall have power to declare the punishment of treason, but no attender of treason shall work corruption of blood or forfeiture except during the life of the person attendant. That is Article 3, Sections 1, 2, and 3 of Articles 3 of the Constitution. We'll be right back. Okay, welcome back to We the People podcast with uh, KC here. The first segment here will have to do with uh, Manhattan DA violated former President Trump's constitutional rights, legal experts say. Bragg violated Trump's Sixth Amendment rights in refusing to disclose underlining crime and legal experts. Former President Trump's Sixth Amendment rights may have been violated when New York County District Attorney Alvin Braggs refused to disclose the underlining crime the defendant intended to conceal through his alleged falsification of business records. Legal experts opened Wednesday. The Sixth Amendment provides, in part, for the right of a criminal defendant to be informed of the natural of the nature and cause of the accusations to be confronted with the witness against him to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor when questioned by a reporter as to what the underlying crime the indictment fails to name is Bragg replied in the New York state he does not have to the ignite indictment doesn't specify it because the law does not so require, he told the journalist. And on Hannity, Fox News legal analyst Greg Jarrett forcefully dismissed Bragg's claim, say, saying he likely violated Trump's right to know what he is specif specifically being accused of. He does have to name it via the Sixth Amendment, Jarrett said. The indictment is therefore facially defective. It is def def uh, defiant on its face and would be suspicable to a motion to dismiss. Which is correct. We all have... That's why that's in the Constitution, because of what had taken place in the past, when um, when our forefathers fought for this country to be separate from the United Kingdom, they had per, uh, persecution like that, that they would face against the against the United Kingdom, and nothing would be brought out of what what they were accused of, and then they were sentenced to prison. So that's why this was created, was the Sixth Amendment, to protect us, to know what is it that we're actually being accused of, what is the, the, um, the violation that we are doing, what law did we break, and what, uh, 
and stating exactly what it is and who is the one stating it. So that way you're able to make a defense against um, the case and the individual that is um, coming out with this. And yet, he's trying to say that he has felonies against Trump, which we already know, and he's not stating what this the uh, other crime that he did. He says he doesn't have to state the crime. In violation of that, we'll see how um, how well this judge does his job. See if he is going to be a true judge of the law and uphold the Constitution. Or is he going to be a judge that is like every other Democrat and forego the law and allow this um, cheap court case to continue? The other thing is... Um, on Bragg's part... is he should he needs to come out with whatever whatever he so called has but if he doesn't have anything he should just come out and say he doesn't have anything else and leave it at that and then this can move on and be dismissed and all parties can move forth without without having to spend more taxpayer money but we the sad part is this all has to take in part for each situation. So now like that where, you know, this has come out. And yeah, of course, I guarantee you already the um, Trump's lawyers are already working on that part because they have to do a motion because he has not uh, released what was the other uh, crime to make it into a felony. For each one of these counts to become a felony. Other than that, these counts are the something that has already been looked at before and tried to be done. And since every count says the same verbiage, you can't have 34 of the same thing. You can have one, but the other problem with that is this has already been done in the past. And there was nothing there to be able to convict um, President Trump because he didn't do anything wrong. So, this is, that's the, that's the bad part, is you're spending, there's going to be a lot of money spent by Trump again. Because you have to do, you have to take the steps. But like I said, let's see if the judge does his, does his due diligence. Because he's saying that he's going to uphold the law. As of right now, with the Sixth Amendment being violated, the judge needs to uphold the law and require... Uh, Braggs to go ahead and give out the information on whether if he does have something against Trump or to speak out and say he doesn't have anything and then that requires the judge to say we are dismissing this case for there is nothing new and all it is is a repeat of what has already been tried to try tried to be put against Trump before the other um sorry 
and that's the uh, with tr- with Trump that has to be done. And for Trump, on having this be done to him, I'm just amazed and, and happy to see that uh, um, he's doing well, as you saw the other night. But you got to understand, there was one other thing I was going to bring up about the judge. That's what it was. I was, uh, if you were wondering what what was going on there, is uh, I had something in my mind and then it slipped away as I was speaking. But this is what the other thing I wanted to mention. I don't know how many of you know, but uh, the judge's, I believe, daughter, yeah, his daughter worked for Kamala, Kamala Harris, and she's done work with other Democrats on their um, campaigns. And knowing that it was that close to Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, with being that this is a man that they are trying to go after, that is actually in um, in a race to become president of the United States. That this judge, if he had any integrity, any uh, respect for the law, which he said he does, that he would have removed himself from the law, or removed himself from this case, knowing that it's a conflict of interest. Even though he's saying, "Well, there's no conflict." He's going to be biased, but that doesn't that that should be besides the point. Knowing the fact that he has a daughter, and if the outcome come, say it, just say that they have the evidence and they convicted Donald Trump. Well, this can take be taken into a, a higher court for conflict of interest because of his daughter being a part. And been a part of the um, of the administration that Donald Trump's going to be facing against in the upcoming election. That is election. Um, how do you say it? That is uh, def- uh, defrauding, basically defrauding the the election because you're. You're you're making it a point to hurt one person that's running for for the election and out of the other party, while we already know that you've you've got somebody that's with the other with the sitting president that's running for re-election. That's why I'm saying this this judge is already showing that he's not willing to be biased, because like I said, if he was, he would have removed himself from the position of trying to handle this case. When he already knows there's a conflict of interest due to his daughter having ties to the administration that is sitting in the White House as of this moment. So we'll see. We'll see if they uphold the Sixth Amendment. We'll see if this judge does. If not, it's time for removal of the judge because that shows that he is being biased. And he is, or not biased, he is being, um, he is showing that he doesn't like this man and he is showing that there is conflict of interest. Especially with knowing that he's being biased to his own party instead of being neutral in the situation. Alright, we'll be right back. Alright. 
Okay, welcome back to We the People podcast. This next segment has to do with the U.S. sends clear message to China with record-breaking military exercises in the Pacific. U.S. Philippines military exercise. U.S. and Philippines military exercise to be the largest ever amid rising tensions with China. The 30th annual joint U.S.-Philippines military exercise will be the largest ever nearly nearly doubling the amount of personnel that participated in last year's event. Roughly 12,000 U.S. troops, 5,400 Philippine personnel, and over 100 Australian military members are set to participate in the annual Balkan exercise between the countries, far surpassing the 9,000 that participated in the event last year, according to report to reporting from the Navy Times Wednesday. The 17-day exercise, which is set to kick off on April 11th, comes amid rising tensions with China and Asia, most recently after an announced deal struck between the Philippines and the U.S. that gives the U.S. military access to four additional military installations in the country, a few of which will face the South China Sea. China vows strong measures after McCarthy meets Taiwan's Tejing Win. Philippines Marine, uh, it's a di- it's a big deal. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said of the event, which was announced last month. This is part of our effort to modernize our alliance, and these efforts are especially important as the people. Re- as the People's Republic of China continues to advance its illegitimate claims to the West Philippine Sea. Two of the new sites to host U.S. military personnel, a Philippine Navy base in Santa Ana, an international airport in Lajo, have particularly erect China as a result of their proximity to China and Taiwan. It is still unclear if any of the four new bases will be used during this month's military exercises. The announced plans also come after China vowed strong and resolute measures in response to a meeting between House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and Taiwanese President Taijing Wen in California. We will take resolute measures to punish the, Ty- the Taiwan independence separatist forces and their actions and and resolutely safeguard our country's sovereignty and territories and integrity, China's Taiwan Affairs Office said in the statement Thursday morning. McCarthy and a group of bipartisan lawmakers met with Taiji Wednesday with McCarthy vowing unwavering support for Taiwan. America's support for the people of Taiwan will remain resolute, unwavering, and bipartisan, McCarthy at a news conference following the meeting. I'm glad that there is a stance, and this is taking place in in the South China Sea, or what you call in Taiwan. This needs to be done, because if you look at what's going on right now, whether if it's here in the States or what you're seeing with China, 
what you're seeing with um, with Russia, uh, North Korea, and now if you pay attention, there's no respect and no fear of, from uh, towards us because Biden don't do nothing except. I guess take naps and drink and definitely eat ice cream because he he said that himself that he only comes out of he only comes out of the living quarters from upstairs for ice cream and not for major matters like what's going on in Israel where they've been uh uh bombed in the northern part of Israel we're supposed to be protect helping protect Israel and as far as I can see, we're not do, we're not taking any steps. I haven't heard nothing from Biden. I haven't heard nothing from the White House, uh, and nothing has been said out of the out of the Pentagon due to from the White House. So are we just going to sit on our hands again and not do nothing, and not be proactive finally, so that way we can put a stance and stop everything that's going on throughout the world? Because when we are first. And when America's first, America's great, and America's number one, nobody messes with America and nobody messes with our allies. When we're showing weakness, we're showing willing to be second place, we're willing not to do anything, we're having issues where all over this world we're having problems. All our allies are having problems to where... Are they even going to want to even be a part of us here after a while? Even if we get another president, how long is it going to take to, to fix all these wounded relationships? Because we're not doing anything to help protect any one of them. So no, I'm glad that there is exercises taking place there. But doing these exercises, there has to be more done. There has to be things said and a line drawn. And none of that is being done anywhere. Not with, not in no fashion. Everybody is showing that they're not afraid of America because there is no reason to fear, fear America because they're, America's not doing anything about anything. You have OPEC where they went against their word and cut back a million barrels of oil when, hello, we could start producing our own oil and bring the prices down and hurt them financially. Hurt Russia financially. That'd be one way to hurt hurt Russia financially. Is bring the oil price down by producing more oil here in the United States. And bringing that price down so that way he doesn't have the money to keep funding for the war in Ukraine. And see him go broke. That's how you could hurt him. Do we do anything like that? No. Why? Because the Democrats are only worried about one thing. That they're afraid of is the att the attack that the globe is going to do against us. I ain't worried about the globe if we ain't going to be able to survive past the freaking nuclear war. What are you worried about trying to save the world from carbon footprint when uh, nuclear bombs go off and destroys everything, all that, all life on this planet? What's the point? It's time for them to start to realize what's more important instead of their expenditures of Green New Deal. 
it's ridiculous of what's going on. It's time to be able to put a person in that office to make world order again. Because the only country that's able to do that is us. When they're when we're not showing our power and strength, this is what is created. It's chaos throughout the world because the rest of the world only wants chaos. We need to start changing this stuff. It needs to be changed. I'm a Republican, but I think Republicans need to even grow even a better backbone. They're getting there. Don't get me wrong. But they need to grow even a better backbone. Because what the Democrats are starting to do and have been doing, they're not afraid to say what, they, what their plans are. They, they're not afraid to say that socialism is better. They're not afraid to say that they want half of this country to disappear. They're not afraid to say that us as Republicans are, uh, are supposed to be um, racist extremists it's time to it's time for the republican party to grow a backbone and push back to show we're not sitting down and taking anything anymore it's time for the republican party to do that for our representatives to start to say come on the gloves are off now here we go trump is showing that take heed of that desantis is showing that take heed of that for you that are in Congress and in the Senate. And for the ones that are more willing to be saying the right things to the Republican voter. But then turn around and do the wrong thing. Or do the opposite and go along with the Democrats. Change your party. So that way we can see where you really stand. Because you sure don't stand for us. Because things need to change. Because the world is being way too scary with the way things are going. All around this world needs America to look and be, not just look, but actually show the power and the strength that we are. Because right now, that power and strength is not being shown. It's starting to look, not look good around the world, especially now that we've seen that Israel has been af uh, affected by it. How many more countries do we need to see that are affected by it? What, we're not going to do anything about it until they're at the White House taking over the White House and taking down our flag and putting up a Chinese flag or a Russian flag? What? Where? Where is the line drawn finally? And when is Biden going to finally do something? Or is he too far gone and taking too much money from the Chinese to even be willing to do anything at all? And how do we know that he's also not compromised against with Russia? Because he's real, yeah, he's helping, but it's uh, it's not a very effective of what he's doing with Ukraine to stop Russia. It's very, very uh, small amounts that he's doing. So you explain to me what is going on, and why aren't and why aren't the Republicans doing something about it? I mean, they're coming after Donald Trump with everything, with lies, with um, going against his his uh, his con his constitutional rights, like the Sixth Amendment, 
or his First Amendment that they're they're considering to take his First Amendment away. I'm not saying take constitutional rights away, but I'm saying use the Constitution for what it's for and go after Biden and prosecute against him. I don't care if he's a sitting president. Make it a point to show something, to impeach him, to get him out of office, and then prosecute against him for basically being a spy of the United States. Doing collusion with China. And it's time to go after uh, um, Clinton also. Because why is it that they get to get away? Look at her. She gets to get away with walking around laughing and making fun of what's going on with the Republicans. Because she knows she's a darn well criminal, but she got away with it. It's time to put the take the gloves off and actually use the Constitution for what it's for. for. That's why they're written. And go after the criminal. Both the one that sits in the White House and the one that used to that used to be a part of the government. Mrs. Clinton. And should go after a former president for spying on on a candidate's on a candidate as he was running for the president of the United States. That was proven too. Where did that go? Swept under the rug, not mentioning anything anymore. It's time to it's time to step up step up and do something because we need to show the strength of America because too much is going on. Too much is too much is is going going down the toilet. There's no respect, no fear. When they fear us, they respect us. And obviously, now that they don't fear us, they don't respect us. And that goes for the right wing, also, or the left wing, excuse me. You guys need to realize, um, America is great. Do we have our faults? Yes, we do. But that doesn't mean that uh, we have to give up of who we are and how great we are. Because when we're great... It makes us a safer world. Because then everybody can be able to sleep at night all over the world. Because America is the one that they fear and the one that they respect. We'll be right back. (laughs) 